Hi, this is Nicole Roberts-Jones, and welcome to the Faith, Purpose, Profit, what I like to call the FPP podcast. What I know for sure is that one of life's greatest gifts will meet you when you go after living as the highest and best version of who God created you to be. So here's where I share thought-provoking insight and behind-the-curtain conversations that will activate you into your next level. See, I'm not here for who you already are, but for who you have not yet become. And I want you to get this. One idea from these episodes can make a remarkable difference, not just in your purpose-focused business, but in your life. Also, make sure you join the conversation in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com. Now grab your pen as we begin today's session of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. So our topic for tonight is when it's time to recalibrate. So some of you don't realize that it's time to recalibrate. Some of you don't know when it's time or how to tell that it's time. And many of you, it is time. And so just like a GPS recalibrates, a couple of different reasons that a GPS will recalibrate. One is sometimes you have taken a wrong turn, but a GPS sometimes recalibrates because it's traffic or you're settling. Uh Uh-huh. So it happens in your career when you've been on this track for long enough and it's time for you to do something different. Many of you have been in a career for so long and your gift is now too big for where you are. Mm -hmm. Your job, your career is now no longer big enough for your gift. It, It may have been when you first started your career, But God has another level for you to climb. Those of you that have been in my community for a while, you've heard me talk about the fact that your purpose, your genius, your brilliance matriculates. Those of you that were with us during the Rich in Your Niche, some of you heard Pastor Petrie say this, and I borrow it from him now with permission, (laughs) that your brilliance grows on levels and we arrive in stages. God never intended you to end where you started, which means he always has another form for you to transform into. So if that's the case, that's the recalibration I'm talking about. So I need you to understand that when it's a new level for you to climb, there are things you've got to go through to go and get it. It doesn't just happen automatically. And then for many of you, you're in the middle of your recalibration. And if you use your GPS, you know, if you don't take the turn that the GPS is telling you, if you keep taking the wrong turn, you're going to stay stuck right where you are. Many of you are stuck and you don't even realize it because you're not recalibrating. I'm going to apologize every time I cough. My allergies have been off the chain the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on in the air, the atmosphere. Okay. So in order to illustrate this, I started a conversation last week here in uh, in part one about the Shunammite woman. I'm gonna mess her name up. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you that every time I say it. So the first part is in 2 Kings chapter four. I'm gonna do a quick review and then I'm gonna go into the second part, okay? So the second part, now, this is kind of a cliff note version or cliff note summary. So the Shunammite woman, so Elisha, used to go through the the same town over and over again. And the Shunammite woman said, you know, to her husband who was older, hey, you know, we should build a room on our house because he keeps coming up and through here. Now, the fact that she could say we should build a room on our house because she used to feed him at first. And then she said, you know, we should just build him a room. Who could say that? 
we should just go and build this brother a room and, and make him a place to stay because he keeps coming through here. So number one, we need to know that she was wealthy and she used her wealth to support Elisha and his travels doing the work he was doing for God. Okay. In the same way that God chooses you to support someone that needs you. I need you to get that. Okay. So that's what we talked about the niche, the specialization as we talked about last week. Okay. So she used her house. Now, guess what? She wasn't the only person that had a house on that street, but she decided to use her house to be the answer to a need. Okay. Then Elisha sent his servant to ask her, what do you want? Because you keep blessing me. How can I bless you back? See, that's what I mean by profit, y'all, because God wants you to gain because you are using your gift to gain. Y'all with me? So that's what I talked about last week. So to carry this story forward before I start going into the part I want you to give for this week. So what happens is Elisha again sends her, his servant in, in 2 Kings 4, 12 through 13. His servant is named Gehazi, G-E-H-A-Z-I, because I'm going to mess up everybody's names. Don't listen. Just because I'm hooked on phonics, don't miss your blessing because I can't pronounce people's names. <laughs> he sends Gehazi to ask her, what do you want? How can I bless you? So she's pretty much like, oh, I don't need anything. I'm good. But he says, you know, you don't have a child and your husband is old. So I'm going to bless you with a child. So he blesses her with the child. Now, let me cut to uh, a head and the child dies. The child dies. Uh, he has like, it's like heat. Um, he has like a heat stroke. Child dies. Elisha brings the child back to life. Okay. So all that happens. Now I'm, I'm bringing you up to chapter eight. Okay. So that was chapter four, five, six, seven. Now I'm bringing you up to chapter eight. You with me? Now you guys can go read all of this in the middle, but I, I'm bringing you up to chapter eight for a reason. Y'all with me? So 2 Kings chapter 8, 1 through 2 says this. So we're looking at chapter 8, verses 1 through 6, part 1 and part 2, okay? So chapter 8, 1 through 2 says this. Then Elisha spoke to the woman, talking about the Shunammite woman, the same woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go, you and your household, and stay wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine. And it's going to be a famine for seven years. So the woman rose and did according to the man of God. Now, the reason I'm sharing that with you is because not only has this woman's son died, but now he brings the son back to life. And I said, okay, now you got to move. You got to go leave all of your wealth, everything you own, because there's getting ready to be a famine. So you need to understand this woman is coachable. She listens and she's obviously gone through a lot, y'all. What it doesn't say in the Bible is she obviously has lost her husband because she ends up finding another husband in this place that, that she travels to. And the seven years that she's in this new place, in this famine, and, and her, so her husband was already old. Okay, y'all with me? So I, wanna, I want you to get this because here's what I see so many people do, and this is where they mess up their blessing. God's intentional. God knew what he was doing when he told her or used Elisha to tell her to go and move to some new place for seven years. Number one, if you stay here, you're going to be hungry. It's bad enough your son has already died and had to bring him back to life. Do you want to die of hunger? She listened. 
And here's what I see so many people do. And this was me too, by the way. Y'all heard my story. Those of you that have been around me, that were in the Rich in Your Niche Summit, that took me 17 years to get a coach because I wasn't coachable. I thought I knew it all. My ego was in the way. For many of you, the reason your business isn't growing is because your ego's in the way. You're not coachable. Or you get in a program, your coach tells you to do things, you still do it your own way. You're not willing to do the work. And you wonder why your business is still failing. You're not doing the work. I'm gonna leave that right there. For many of you, that is a break that you might have needed tonight. You either haven't got with a coach or you've gotten with a coach, but you're not listening to what your coach is telling you to do. You think you know better. If you knew better, your business would already be where you wanted it to be. So the thing that, that the theme that I see this woman is doing story after story throughout chapter four through eight is she's coachable. She does exactly what this man of God is telling her to do. Now, I'm not saying you should listen to everybody, but here's the other thing that I realized is that she is, her, her spirit is telling her to listen to this man of God. Same thing, Esther, same thing, David, I talked about during Rich in Your Niche Summit. I need you guys to get this. So you don't just listen to anybody, but when your spirit feel like, feels like it's in alignment with that person and you know that they're not leading you down some crazy rabbit hole, you need to listen, okay? Then going into verse three, and I want you guys to go read this, and I, I really want to hear your takeaways in part two. I'll tell you about where we're going to talk part two in a minute. It came to pass at the end of seven years, this is verse three, that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, and she went to make an appeal to the king for her house and for her land. Now, why did she have to appeal to the king? Because she no longer owned her house. Somebody else had the nerve to take over her house. So now this woman has lost her son. She had to move from her land. Now, mind you, she was wealthy. Remember, because she could say, oh, I'm going to build a room for Elisha. So the house that she built a room on, she lost it in the famine. So she has to go back to the land to appeal for her house. So some of you guys are like, oh, my God, she should have never left. My question to you is, can you trust the process? Sometimes it'll look like you're failing, but God always has a plan in the middle of it all. If you have not listened to Tyler Perry's story that I posted in the Brilliance Tribe, I need you to go listen to it. There are times in the middle of a breakthrough that it looks like you're getting ready to fail. That's when faith is doing its best work. Even in the middle of Esther's story that we talked about in the Rich in Your Niche Summit, she said, if I die, I die, because she could have died. And according to what the world would say, it looked like she was gonna die. So I really want you to think about this. I do have a third thing. So number one is, are you coachable? Number two is, will you trust the process? I do have a third step. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow, but I'm going to sit with that for a minute. I'm going to talk about that in part two. I'm going to sit in this for a minute because it's this trust piece that gets so many people hung up. This was me too, by the way. So I'm never pointing a finger, <laughs> right? And, and I want to say this. There's a story in Matthew 14, 28 through 31, which, which illustrates this perfectly. Now you guys know, know we have all heard about Peter walking on the water. 
And I want you to really think about this. I'm going to read this story because we've heard it. We've heard it since we were little. But as we grow and we have different life perspective, I want you to really think about this when it, in a context to you trusting God around your business, around your purpose. Okay. So Matthew 14, 28 through 31 says this. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, there's a bigger context to what's happening right now, but I want to just get right into this so that you understand this whole trusting piece. Because let me tell you something, no trust, no purpose, no purpose, no building your business. I'm going to tell you, without trust, your business won't work. You won't be able to build your business. Mm -mm. You'll start it. But when you get into the middle, that's where trust is needed. That's the tool that I think you need the most. Because it's that middle passage. <laughs> when you start your business, you're excited. You have your vision. It's in the middle where it's dark and you can't see if it's possible that you need trust, that you need faith. When it looks like you ain't going to make it, when you want to quit. Okay. So Matthew 14, 28 through 31. And some of you guys haven't even started. You, you haven't even gone all the way in to grow your business because you don't have the faith to do it. You haven't activated your faith all the way to do it. Okay. Matthew 14, 20 to 31. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, <coughs> he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boistering, he was afraid. And he began, he, and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And he said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So there's three things I want you to get. I want you to ponder these three things as we go from this part one conversation into part two. Okay. And I'll tell you what we go into part two. And I really want you to think about this because this is a differentiator. And this is where you need to recalibrate many of you. This is how you know if it's time to recalibrate. This is the stuff that recalibration is made of. You ready? Number one. You got to let God direct your path. One of my favorite Bible verses is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Again, I said lean not on your own understanding. The reason my business fell for fit for 17 years is because I kept leaning on my own understanding. And from my own understanding, miss, I have a master's degree, miss, I teach at an adjunct, uh, you know, professor, not teach at, I was an adjunct professor. My own understanding, listen, I had not ever had a business, a service-based business in this way. So me, me leaning on my own understanding, if I was teaching somebody else how to teach, sure, I could teach a lesson plan. <laughs> Listen, I even got an accelerated MBA and still didn't help. Not in this way. <clears throat> I know, listen, the enemy's fighting my throat. I need y'all to get this. So although the storm was all around Peter, if we would have focused on Jesus, none of that would have mattered. 
And I need you to get, as your business grows, there are things that are going to happen around you. So even as I learned, okay, I need support. I need help. Let me be coachable and let me trust God in the middle of, of the strategy. Because when I hired my coach, listen, my coach cost 30,000. I didn't have that money. I had to trust and really invest at the level to which I wanted to see the return. Number one, that was my first trust. Cause I didn't know that me putting that in, I was going to get it back. I got six figures back, didn't know it, but I was willing to risk it all to gain it all. Number one, to gain for God. Number two, I was trusting God, not myself. I wasn't investing in my coach. I was investing in me and really in my purpose. I was investing in who God created me to be. And I knew as Beyonce says, I'm always going to invest in me. I'm always going to bet on me. But that was the first time in my life that I bet on myself. I wasn't betting on my mom, my dad, my cousin. My, I wasn't betting on Louboutin or Louis Vuitton. I wasn't betting on Gucci. I wasn't betting on Mercedes or any of that. And many of you will go out and buy the latest designer handbag, but you will not invest in your purpose. What's that about? You invest in USC or UCLA or whatever school that is because it looks good on your resume, but you will not invest on the thing you need to move your purpose for. What's that about? And then you won't say focused on the thing that's going to move your purpose forward, which is God and the strategy that God is walking you through, who, which is the instrument. So for the Shunammite woman, it was Elisha. God was using that prophet to bless her life. Oh, we're going to talk more about that in part two. I'm going to show you how increase came because she was coachable and she trusted the process, even when it didn't look good. Even though her son died, she didn't know he was going to come back to life. She's a trust of the process. Even when Tyler Perry was absolutely failing, y'all. Every time I look at Tyler Perry now, and by the way, the the I'm gonna put I'm gonna um, pin it to the top in the Facebook group so you can see it. Let me type in here. Those of you that aren't members of the Facebook group, I'm gonna type it here in the banner so you can uh, join. Um, because listen. It's thebrilliancetribe.com. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, again, it's the Brilliance Tribe. I don't know why I think I, I can talk and chew gum and I can type this at the same time. Somebody type that in the chat. Thebrilliancetribe.com is the Facebook group. I'm going to pin it to the top. In the, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I really cannot um, talk and chew gum, right? I don't want it to scroll. There it goes. Okay. So that brilliancetribe.com is where you go to join the Facebook group. So I'm going to pin it to the top. Those of you that are not in the Facebook group, <clears throat> but the reason I want you to watch it because the number of times he failed, the number of times that listen, even Oprah failed after she had a successful TV show. First of all, the person that fired her from her first journalism job, I can go on and on. Steve jobs failed. I mean, I can go on and on about all, even Kentucky fried chicken failed. First of all, Kentucky fried chicken was fried his chicken and had it at a gas station. Okay. I can go on and on about all the people that are successful now, but we see the success on the other side. We don't often see the failure. Even J.K. Rowling's Miss Harry Potter that got turned down, I think it was by 12 publishers. It might have been more than that. While she was a struggling single mom. I can go on and on about the number of people that failed that did not give up. So when you know, like, you know, you have this gift in you that God has put purpose in you, you cannot give up. 
because there's a people attached to your yes. And you're selfish when you make it about you. The Shunammite woman <laughs> didn't give up. She stayed focused. So the first thing you've got to know is God will direct your path, even though the storm may be raging, right? So my first question to you that I really want you to ponder before we move into part two tomorrow, what does looking to Jesus look like for you? This is that being work I always encourage you to do. Number two, when Jesus commands you to do something, what is you sitting in quiet contemplation, quiet contemplation, if I it out, to get clear on the path you need? What does that look like for you? And is there an area that you need strategy to move forward in, especially around your business? I know this was me. I was clear what I was called to do, but I had no idea how to do it. This is one of the reasons why I'm inviting you. I'm going to invite all of you until we are sold out to join me at my two-day intensive. I didn't think I was going to invite you guys today, so let me write this on. Be the answer intensive. Many of you know that we have opened up enrollment. So if you know like you know you should be in the room, I'm going to invite you to join me. It's uh, October 30th and October 1st. Go on the website so you can learn more. I'm not going to go into a whole um, invitation because I didn't know I was going to make one right now. But for many of you, it's the strategy that you need. It's a strategy that's going to make the difference in you moving your business forward. Okay. Be the answer intensive. Trying to write it real quick. Um, Is where you need to go to learn more. Uh, And it's not just the two days. It's also the the, uh, four-part masterclass series that you get when you enroll. It's the... I'm laughing because I, y'all know I can't walk and chew gum. Those of you that know me, I'm trying to type and talk and do all kinds of stuff. So with that said, thank you, Yolanda. <laughs> so those of you that know you should be in the room, be the answer intensive.com, look it up, but that will walk you through the four part strategy that will help you be successful. So, but before you even look at that, get clear on where you have holes in your business, because those are the places you need to recalibrate in. The third area, Faith is simply taking the next step, which, by the way, is where I got this whole GPS conversation from. So, you know, the thing that's interesting is the difference between a GPS and MapQuest. I remember MapQuest back in the day. Oh, I was confused with MapQuest, and I talked about this last week, right? So the thing with the GPS is all you need is your next step. And all if Peter would have just focused on his next step instead of looking at everything that was going on around him, he would not have gotten intimidated. And for many of you, the reason why you're in overwhelm or you're frustrated or you're sitting still in procrastination is because it's too much. And all you need is your next step. So get clear on what that next step is. Many of you, that next step is to get with a coach. Most of you, I'm that coach because a lot of you have been following me for years. Be the answer is the easiest way for you to get in a room with me for two days. So if that is what it is, get your butt in the seat and stop procrastinating. And if it's not me, then hire who it is and stop procrastinating, right? So that's part one. And I want you to be clear on where it is that you need to recalibrate, okay? Because it's time for many of you to recalibrate. And what the Shunammite woman is showing us is how to do it gracefully. Those are the first two steps. We're going to stop here and take a quick commercial break and we'll be back for more. 
have you registered to join me for my two-day coaching intensive called Be The Answer? And yes, we've gone virtual. That's right. You can join me from the comfort of your home. Learn more at BeTheAnswerIntensive.com. And then join me for two days where I get to coach you and teach you the four steps you need to grow or start your business, well, your purpose-focused business, and learn how to create multiple streams of revenue from it. Whether you're ready to start it alongside your 9 to 5 or create more revenue in your current business or anything in between. Now listen, Be The Answer is an event where I give you the insider secrets and strategy that you won't get at most events. Why? See, at most events, you will hear from a bunch of speakers and while they will give you great insight, the information they give you just doesn't usually go together. And so you come home from those events and you have pages and pages of notes, but what do you do with all those notes? See, that's why Be The Answer is different. See, I'm committed to give you coaching, teaching, and implementation so that you know exactly what to execute when you come home from this event. Plus, I give you a online masterclass that you start as soon as you register. So that's right. Your activation starts right now. Go over to BeTheAnswerIntensive.com to learn more and register. Listen, it's me and you for two days where I give you the step-by-step action and activation you need to move your business into real profit right now. I can't wait to serve you. So you've got to know when it's time to make a recalibration. Just like a GPS, a GPS recalibrates for one of two reasons. One, either you've made a wrong turn, or sometimes it recalibrates when there's traffic, when there's blockage, when there can be a different turn that may help you make or shift and go a route that may be a better route for you to take. So I ended part one with a question. Can these dry bones live? And I gave you a little homework to read Ezekiel. Now listen, Ezekiel's vision of the valley of dry bones was found in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, which was the homework. Now this came to him after God had directed Ezekiel the prophecy and really the rebirth of Israel, which was in chapter 36. Now God announced through Ezekiel that Israel will be restored under the leadership of David, who would be king. Now, it's interesting, those of you that have been with us through the Rich and Your Niche Summit, interesting, there's no coincidence that I talked about David in the Rich and Your Niche Summit. Now I'm talking about Ezekiel. And by the way, David and all the things that happened with the, the prophecy that God was giving Ezekiel about the forthcoming of David and even David and all the things that happened in the foreshadowing of David and thing, a lot of things that happened with David were the foreshadowing of Jesus. Oh, there's some deepness going on, y'all. The Bible's pretty deep if you, you roll with it, rock with it. Mm-hmm. When I said roll with it, rock with it, I'm talking about the Bible. I did. <laughs> So listen, I need y'all to get this. What does this have to do with the Shunammite woman? I I wanted to give you another example around recalibration. Now, in Ezekiel's story, it's a nation in the process of recalibration. The Shunammite woman is in the process of recalibration, okay? So because all of us at some point in time 
are called to recalibrate. Some of you might be in the middle of a recalibration. If you're not, you will be called to one. But all of us have, at some point in our journey, have recalibration steps. Oh, I've had so many recalibrations, middle one right now. Because as my pastor covering, Pastor Isaac Petrie says, we live on levels and grow through stages. So in our first part last night, part one of this conversation, I gave you the first two steps. I'm going to go through step number three. So if you missed part one, go back and listen to it. Number one, are you coachable? Because you've got to follow direction. You know, by the way, especially us strong black women, I'm going to say it, we hate that S word, that S word is submission. But God calls us to submission because we've got to be under God's mission. That's what submission means, by the way. So you've got to follow direction. That's why you work with a coach, because guess what? A coach is 10 steps ahead of you. They've been there, done that. And the thing that I absolutely love about being a coach, I'm going to be honest with you. I tell you the mistakes I make because I don't want you to make the mistakes. So listen, if you don't listen, then you're making a mistake. By the way, mistake means mistakes. So I've done a lot of mistakes. I don't want you to make the mistakes that I've made. So that's why you want to get under the mission of somebody that's made some mistakes so you don't have to make them. Hello? And God doesn't want you to make mistakes. That's why he wants you to get under his mission or get under the mission of somebody that's made some mistakes so you don't have to make some mistakes. Hello, hello, recalibration. That's why you have a GPS. That's why the Shunammite woman was listening to the direction of Elisha because when he told her, pick up your stuff and leave, girl, there's about to be a famine. If she didn't leave, her, her whole household would have starved. Okay. Step number two I gave you is you've got to trust the process like a GPS. Okay. So here in part two, I'm going to give you our third and final step when it's time to recalibrate. Now, if you remember, I left off in part one, second Kings eight, three, it came to pass at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of Philistine. Now remember that Elisha again told her to go because the land was going to be in a drought. Okay. He told her, now you can go back. A woman comes back and somebody now owns her land. Now, again, if you remember, this woman was wealthy. That's the whole reason I used her story. She was wealthy. She built a room on her house for Elisha. Just a summary real quick. Because he kept coming to town. She used her wealth to bless him. He blessed her with the son. The son dies. He restores her son. First recalibration. I'm making this long story short, y'all. Then he tells her to leave. She leaves all her stuff, comes back, her stuff is gone. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I really want you to get this. There's nowhere in the Bible that she acts a fool when she comes home and her stuff is gone. I don't know about y'all, but listen, if I came home, I was gone for seven years. I come back to my house. And again, this is a wealthy woman. So she owns a house and land. So back then, and let me back up and say this, her husband was old. So her husband obviously died in the middle of that because we don't see her come back with her husband. Okay. She comes back with a new husband. So her previous husband is dead. Obviously they don't say it, but it's obvious because she comes back with a new husband. Okay. <laughs> so this house that she owned is gone. So sister girl was wealthy and somebody else took her stuff. Now I don't know about you, but I, I, I would get a little salty. Mm -mm -mm -hmm. 
I'd be trying to be a little litigious and be going to court. I'd be feeling some kind of way, knocking on the door, like, excuse you, me. How are you going to walk up in my stuff and just live up in my house like this is yours? Okay. So it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that she did any of that. She didn't act any kind of a fool. So I really want you guys to understand this. She didn't do any of that. Instead, people spoke up for her. See, because she was so good to Elisha, and it wasn't even Elisha, it was Elisha's people. Here we go with Gehaisa, Gehaisa I'm going to mess up his name. He wouldn't spoke up for her. He wouldn't told the king, yo, people are living up in our house. What you going to do, king? The king. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed a certain officer for her. Okay. So all these people are speaking for her. She didn't do a thing. The king said, restore all that was hers. And this is 2 Kings 8, 6, y'all, okay? Restore all that was hers and all the proceeds from the field from the day that she left and the land until now. So seven years of proceeds. So he didn't just kick the, the people out. He said, restore all that was hers and the proceeds of the field from the day that she left until now. See, God brings increase. He brought increase because of her obedience, the same way that he brings increase because of our obedience when you endure and you do not give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And I think the greatest lesson that we learn from the Shunammite woman, and I know I'm messing up her name, but roll with the lesson, not how my pronunciation is flowing. Hmm is that when we do the right thing, even though it doesn't feel good, it doesn't look good, but we're doing the right thing, God will always bless the fruit of our labor. Now, during the Rich and Unit Summit, I shared a clip from T.D. Jakes. And what he said is that sacrifice must come first before you can multiply. Now, one of the biggest lessons I've learned and seen play out in my own life and in my own journey to build my own business is you've got to sow first. And as it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and I'm always reading these Bible verses because it's one thing for you to hear me share this, but I want you to get that what I'm teaching is Bible. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. The reason she got blessed is because of how she sold. The problem is for many of you, you do not invest in your gifts. You want everybody, invest, everybody else to invest in you, but you don't invest in you. You want your clients to invest in your gifts by paying you to coach you or consult with you or whatever it is that you do, but you won't invest in you. You want a bank or an investor to give you money to start or grow your business, but you when I take the time to invest in you and see, I really want you to understand that God is looking to see what you will do with what he's given to you. That is what the Shinnamite woman teaches us and kept getting tested on over and over and over again. She opened up her house again. What will you do with what God has given you? And then on top of that, she built a room on the house. What will you do with what God has given to you? She opened up that house. And so she got blessed with the son Then the son got taken. He got, he died, but she kept opening up her house despite the fact that her son died. So the son got restored. And then she was told to leave everything. She knew everything. 
So then her husband dies in the middle of that. And then she comes back and it's taken. Everything she knows is taken again. And in the face of all that, she doesn't see how everything's going to work together for her good. She doesn't see that, but she didn't fight for it. She didn't. She didn't act a fool like I probably would have in full disclosure. Someone else went and got it for her. So again, if you sow sparingly, you sow a little bit, you're going to get a little bit. But because a woman gave so much, she reaped so much. And what she received back was seven times what she had given. So number one, as I wrap this, and I want to have a conversation about this, because this is where I see so many people lack. Number one, you got to be coachable. Number two, you got to trust the process. Number one, you got to sow and invest. God will always give back to you more than what you put in. It's all about the law of seed time and harvest. There are no coincidences in the Bible. There's no coincidences with God. There's no coincidences with stories that are told. There's only providence. God showed up again over and over and over again in the Shunammite woman's story in her life. And he restored it all. Serving God is not a lucky charm. It's not. It's not going to safeguard you against hardship. But what this, the story of the Shunammite woman does teach us is that when we trust God, he's always going to be faithful. And when we step out on faith, he will always bless us in ways you can't imagine. So here are a few questions I'm going to ask you and really want to have a conversation about as we open up and Yolanda will share. And then, you know, Vernada, if you want to share, you can. And then I want you to raise your hand. I want to really talk about this today, these three questions. In what ways, number one, have you been holding back to start your business or to step out to grow your business because you're, you've been operating out of fear? Number two, or have you not made the investment you know you need to make in your business? Or number three, have you been playing it safe or not taking the risk? That's what I want to talk about today. It's what's holding you back from the recalibration you know that you're meant to make right now. So with that, let's hear from Yolanda. And then if you need support with that, let's talk about that. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning. My name is Yolanda Churchwell, and I help women entrepreneurs take the hassle out of their hustle so they can make more money and have more free time. I like that you um, posed those three questions because after I started studying this last night, when you said that we were going to talk about Ezekiel and the dry bones, um, that always brings to mind to me that what God is asking is that, do you have faith in him to restore and breathe, breathe new life into you, your career, your family, your marriage, whatever it may be. And so it always takes me to one of my favorite, favorite Bible verses, which is Proverbs 18:21, which is the power of life and death is in the tongue. A lot of people don't know that the second part of that, who it says, those who love it will eat its fruits. And basically what that means is um, we need to get to where we speak things into existence. We need to begin to speak positively over our life and, 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 and everything that we want, everything that we're trying to do for God. Because when you speak it, everything starts with your thoughts. When you start to talk, when you start to think about stuff, it should then move from a thought to your speech to actions. A lot of times, and this really goes to question number one that you have today, Nicole, a lot of times people get stuck in their thoughts and they won't move forward. So 
again, I'm challenging you today as I challenge myself because I realize there's some areas in my business I can take the next step to start speaking it. Talk to Jesus about it. Get on one accord. Make sure that you're moving in the right direction because when it says that you will eat of its fruits, if you talk positive, if you have positive conversations with God, if you put in perspective what you want, then you will start to take actions and those actions will lead to the results that you're looking for. And none of us want to do anything more, at least that's my belief, because you're here and you, you know Nicole's message and stuff. All of us want to walk in our purpose and walk in our blessing. So when you start to speak it, then you will start to have the actions and therefore you will walk in your purpose and not only be blessed, but be a blessing. So thank you. Love it, love it, love it. Renata, did you want to share anything this morning? Yeah, I do. Good morning. My name is Renata Joy and I help motivated investors take the money that they've earned and create more revenue. Yeah, just to piggyback on what um, both you and Yolanda have said this morning, to answer your question, the holding back and the playing safe, I was that. I was the person that was holding myself back and playing safe was me. I mean, I was playing safe equated to me living in survival mode. And that also translated in my business because I wasn't holding the space for myself, nor could I hold it for others. And what I also want to say about the Ezekiel and the dry bones is instead of us like sitting on the sidelines and just like hoping, you know, I wish I could do this like this person and that person, honestly, you don't know how brittle their bones were before the Lord actually blessed them. Are you willing to go through the route and travail the road that they actually have to go through? Instead, stay in your own lane and let God speak life to your bones because we all got different gifts that he's given to each and every one of us. And as Dr. Nicole has told us, on a good day, I can't be you, nor can you be me. So for me, I remember clearly when I went through my own personal recalibration, it was like a shift and I knew I needed to pivot. But honestly, if I'm all the way honest, I stayed in my way because it was comfortable, it was safe. I understood it like backwards. I could close my eyes and really navigate through it. So it didn't make sense for God to speak to my dry bones because I wasn't gonna be yielded to the purpose or however he wanted me to, to bless others with it. Because again, I was in my own way, but the minute I stopped and shifted, God got me on a different journey. And let me be clear, it does not mean that it was easy but it was definitely done with grace and ease and it's still very laborious, but with God, God is so strategic and trust me, a lot of things that God has asked or showed me to do, it doesn't make sense on the on-site, but see, he's given me foresight and insight to know that I can trust him. And more importantly, that he can trust me that I'm going to trust him. So I advise all of you just sit and get clear and let God speak to your dry bones. You'll be amazed at the life that he can breathe into each of them. And I yield the mic. Love it. Love it. You know, the thing that I love is I'm listening to Yolanda and, and, and Renata and, and the thing that I, I need you guys to get is the enemy is always going to use fear as a ploy to stop you. The thing I've had to learn is when fear comes and, and we are, many of you have heard this, the acronym for fear is can either be face everything and run, or you can face everything and rise. So when I want to run, I have to strategically look at what am I running from? And I, am I running from being able to literally choose to get the strategy I need to be the answer to the people that I can literally save or literally stand in the gap for? 
When I think of people like the Shunammite woman, like the fact that she could have definitely been done after her son died or done after her husband died or done when she got back to her country and somebody was living in her house. She could have been done, laid out on the floor crying. At least that's probably what I would have done. She could have been totally done. But look at what God did. And I'm sure she could not have seen that coming. And I'm going to look at my own journey in my business. And those of you that have heard my story, when my business didn't look fruitful at all, when I was making $13,000 and it should have, and listen, I wanted to quit, but I kept thinking to myself, I know God called me to do this. This can't be it for me. So I kept saying, Lord, what is it? I kept asking, it has to be something other than this. I kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. And many times I wanted to quit, but I kept asking. And when I finally found that coach, that thing cost 30000 I didn't have 30000 And you all have heard me say this. I didn't have 30000 in my trust account. I didn't have 30000 in savings. And I knew if I wouldn't ask the bank for 30000 baby, um, let me explain to you that I had charge cards back then that I already knew that the bank would have been like, uh, excuse me, missed uh, too many charge cards up to the uh, limit. Mm-hmm. So I already knew I couldn't get a loan anywhere. So I just prayed, God. Let me please, when I give her this uh, credit card, let me at least be able to, and I'm telling the truth, y'all, <laughs> this was back then, let me be able to put the minimum on the, oh, let me put the, at least a deposit on this credit card. But I knew like I knew it was time for me to risk it all to gain it all. I didn't know in six months that 30000 would turn to 600000 So I've seen the same way that Shunammite woman that then got the seven times proceeds, I've seen God do that in my own life. So I'm sharing that with you because there's no way I would have been able to see that coming. And that's how God works. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But here's what I know. So many people that come to me don't want to invest because they want to see how it's going to work. Girl, bye. That's not how God works. You've got to trust him, not me. Him. If God is leading you to a coach, whether it's me or somebody else, I say this all the time, trust him, not me. Trust him. And do the thing that you know you've got to do and you've got to do it afraid. So either you face everything and run or face everything and rise. And when I say rise, it's rise and trust God. Rise and be the woman that God created you to be. Rise and be that person that's inside of you that you know yourself to be that you have not become yet. So whatever that is, I want to encourage you and invite you into that place. That's the recalibration that that Shunammite woman had to become that next version of herself. That's that person that David had to become, that Ezekiel had to become. I didn't get to meet them, obviously, because we weren't in the century that they were in. But that's why I think their stories were in the Bible, right? So before we end, uh, Media, I see you here. Did you want to share anything? No pressure, because you came in toward the end, but I, but I see you here. I didn't want to end without inviting you in to share anything. Thank you, Dr. Nicole. Thank you for allowing me to share. I just wanted to simply say, hearing the tail end of Renarda's comment is, yes, follow your, uh, your, your dreams and put your faith in action, because faith without works is dead. And so I think it's important for all of us to remember that. So that's it. Thank you for letting me share. Good morning. <laughs> and here's the thing about Meedy. So Meedy just started the back. I'm going to mess it up. Black Nurse Collective. Collaborative. <laughs> Collaborative. I mess it up every time. I was going to say collab, uh, collab. Oh, girl. Anyway, BNC is what I'm going to start saying. So, and the reason I'm sharing that is because that wasn't an easy task. Wasn't an easy task, but saw a need and had to fill it saw a need in her marketplace and saw so many black nurses that needed the support. 
So just like me, many of you see a need in your marketplace and you don't, you need the support. So I'm inviting you to join us. Many of you have already heard, we've recently opened up registration. We're already almost halfway sold out. Be the answer intensive.com two days. It's not a conference. I'm coaching you in those two days, me and you, and these three ladies are there to support you as well. We're coming in to coach you, to teach you, to be able to literally hold the space that you grow or start your purpose-focused business. So with that, I see Rosin's up here. Hey, girl, good morning. You want to open your mic? Oops. Well, we lost her. <laughs> Hopefully she'll come back on. So I'm inviting you because here's the thing I know. The reason I started Be The Answer, uh, this is my seventh year of doing it and it's virtual. So you, you, you join me from the comfort of your home. It's because I know what it's like not to know where to go. I know what it's like to want to start or grow your business and not have the support you need and not know where to start. So those of you that might have questions about Be The Answer, I did a Q&A session on Sunday in my Facebook group. You can go in there to get more information. The Facebook group is thebrilliancetribe.com. And you can feel free to send inbox messages in my Instagram page if you have questions. But it is the place to go to get insight in the four areas you need to get your business started the right way. So I'm inviting you because I want to make sure you get everything you need to. And then, by the way, you can send an inbox message to Renata, Yolanda, or Meaty because all of them will be coaches at Be The Answer to help you. So feel free. And, and I didn't ask them if you could do that. But if you feel more comfortable with sending one of them an inbox message, you could do that too. So, uh, Rosalyn, I see you back up here. Hey, girl, you have a question? You have to open up your mic. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hey, hey. Hi. hey, so I just want to share. I don't really have a question, but I want to share and I hope this helps someone because it's truly helping me. I am one of Nicole's clients and I have built out my program, but I just refuse to launch it. Why? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I was being rebellious and just doing my own thing. I am a trauma coach and I help women own and heal from their traumatic experiences but I have been afraid. I've been all over the place doing whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. But now I just want to say that, you know, I'm like those dry bones, but I'm, but I have some moisture to me now to get up and get into my life and into my purpose without fear. And I'm in the recalibration. Now Mr. wants to call me and I'm in the recalibration mode right now. So I want to say to those of you, if you, um, if you're on here and you haven't experienced, be the answer, go to it, be a part of it, soak up everything and be obedient. What Nicole is sharing, I was on a platform with a number of these coaches here and I would be there with them, but I was in my own lane and, and that's not to have a pity party because guess what? Just like those women on the platform, I serve a mighty God and he makes the crooked places straight and he's making the crooked places straight in my thought patterns. Whatever is making me rebel, it's it will be straight and you will see me why, because I will win because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me when I'm obedient. Yes. To who he has put in my life for me to be obedient to and submissive to then the crooked places will be made straight. And I just wanted to share that to any of you that are hesitant or you wondering if this is real, it is real. 
And so I want to say I'm proud of you. And I'm so deep. Can I just say this? And I'm not going out your if I'm, I'm not going out your business, but it's so deep that your sister called you in the middle of that. I'm just saying. And I'm proud <laughs> yes! of you. Yes. I, I'm just gonna say that. That's all I'm saying because you know I know. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And stay in it and keep fighting. Keep fighting. Thank you. Keep fighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So with that, y'all, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. And I want you to know that it is a fight to be you. The enemy is going to stop you, all of you, not just Rosa, but all of us. You know why? Because I want you to take a minute and think about this. Think about what this world will be like when we each are standing fully in the power of who God has called each of us to be. Imagine what this world would be like when each of us are full representatives, the power, the light, the authority, the love, the boldness, the brilliance that this world would be like. The enemy doesn't want that. So every minute he's going to try to stop you. This is my invitation to you to get in alignment with God's assignment, not just for you, but for every person that needs you so that we can dominate and bring this kingdom to earth and not let the enemy win. If you're ready and you would allow me to coach you, then I look forward to being that coach. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. Now I want you to walk away from these episodes with value. So I want you to write down the answers to one of these questions. Number one, what was your greatest takeaway? Number two, what will you do different as a result of what you heard? You may have heard something you've heard before, or you may have learned something new. Either way, don't take the insight that you got for granted. I want you to commit to doing one thing different as a result of what you heard. And then I want you to share it. Share your takeaways in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com and use the hashtag FPP podcast. Now, the last thing I want to ask you to do, if you got any value out of this episode is to share it with your community. Post it on social media. Tell people to join our conversation by going to fpppodcast.com. Now, until the next time, be extraordinary, be unapologetic, be bodaciously all that God created you to be as you connect your faith with purpose so that as you be the answer you were born to be in this world, God can give you the profit you deserve as a gift for a job well done.